You are now tuned in to In Life Now Radio on 106 Live Radio in Atlanta, your Caribbean and American music radio station, podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher Radio on demand. Now on to the show. You're tuned in to In Life Now with Teresa M. Blakely, Coach TMB. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent. Thanks for tuning in to In Life Now. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent. Thanks for tuning in to In Life Now. Go tell a friend, go tell a foe, tell social media, everyone you know. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, go tune in to In Life Now. Go tell a friend, go tell a foe, tell social media, everyone you know. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, go tune in to In Life Now. It's about my life, it's about your life, it's about his life, it's about her life, it's about our life, it's about Christ's life, it's about In Life Now. Come on, it's about my life, it's about your life, it's about his life, it's about her life, it's about our life, it's about Christ's life, it's about In Life Now. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent. Thanks for tuning in to In Life Now. Relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent, relevant, relational, rational, reverent. Thanks for tuning in to In Life Now. Well, good afternoon, everyone all around the world, and welcome to another live broadcast of In Life Now Radio. This is your host, Coach TMB, and we're bringing this show live to you today right inside of Bates Place in the heart of the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And we were scheduled to have Mayor Hartwell here in the studio with us, and he's not here at the moment. He could be running late, but guess what? God sent a ram in the bush. We have former Commissioner Paul Mayhew in the house, my awesome co-host, Pastor Brian R. Blakely, and we are just going to on today. We're going to talk about some real relevant things that are taking place in the city. And listen, we want to hear from you. So if you're checking out this live broadcast right now, we want you to use that telephone number that you see right there on your screen, which is 619-768-7239. Use that number to call in with comments or questions, Grand Rapids, or If you know someone who uh, you believe would like to listen to this show, tell them they can still use that number and they can listen to the show from the comforts of their telephone as well. So listen up, family. This is what the coach needs you all to do. I'm super excited. I'm ready to get this on and popping. But I want you right now, you already know what I'm about to say. I need you to get your hands up, place them over the keyboards of your iPads, your laptops, desktops, iPhones, whatever it is that you're using right now. Begin texting, begin tweeting out this show, Facebooking it. Tell your family, friends, and loved ones that they need to get online right now or call that number, 619-768-7239. Hold on to your seats because we got the man, Paul Mayhew, in the house. 
We got Brian Blakely in the house, and I'm telling you, it's going to be on fire up in here, up in here. We'll be back in a few minutes to start the show. My name is Steve Olsom. I'm the director of the Grand Rapids Red Project. We're a local nonprofit that's been around since 1998. Our mission is to improve health, reduce risk, and prevent HIV here in the city of Grand Rapids. For more information, you can check us out on the internet at www.redprojectgr.org. My name is Alyssa Hillary, and I'm the director of Local First. Local First is a nonprofit organization leading the development of an economy that's grounded in local ownership, that meets the basic needs of people, that builds local wealth and social capital, functions in harmony with our ecosystem, and it encourages joyful community. We're working with over 800 businesses and community organizations throughout West Michigan, and we'd love to work with you. If you'd like more information about how to get involved, check out localfirst.com or call 
Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Wednesday to you all around the world. Listen, Coach TMB is super excited. Mayor Hartwell tried to scare me. He really did, and God still sent a ram in the bush because we wasn't <laughs> expecting Paul Mayhew to show up. But listen, we are live inside of Bates Place right here in the heart of the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I'm so excited to uh, have Mayor Hartwell, Hartwell here with me um, on today. And we're going to have him for a, a few moments, so I'm going to have to rush through things a little bit. But um, Mayor Hartwell, having Mayor Hartwell here, to, here today is is an awesome thing for me. Because as you all know, family, we've been doing In Life Now Radio for four years, and Mayor Hartwell was a esteemed guest with me back in 2011 when we started. And uh, he blessed my heart so much because he started the show by telling me that he was wait- he had been waiting to be on my show, and he was honored. So that was like a big deal to me. You know, uh, Teresa, <laughs> I, was, I was honored then. I'm honored now. Uh, you're, the audience you reach and the message you carry is powerful. And- uh, grateful that you invited me back. Thank you. You are so. And what took you so long? Um. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so you know, um, our co-host is here in the house with us, the esteemed Pastor Reverend. He don't like when I do that, but Pastor Reverend, former candidate, third ward city commission Brian R. Blakely. What's up? How you doing, everybody? I'm glad to be here, glad to be a part of this discussion, and uh, I'm just happy, happy, glad, and glad to uh, be here with the mayor. Uh, uh, always um, uh, valued uh, what you do here in the city and your role. Well, thanks. It's here. been an interesting 12 years, certainly, to be mayor of Grand Rapids, and uh, as I get ready to wrap it up here in the next month and a half, I I, I find myself sometimes a little uh, melancholy, maybe, and, and thinking about the things that I should have done or could have done uh, mm-hmm. or would have done, and mm-hmm. uh, and I suppose it doesn't do any good to uh, cry over those things, but uh, uh, I, I think I leave the city to my successor, uh, Rosalind Bliss, uh, in 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 pretty good shape. Still, some huge challenges, and maybe we can talk about those yes. today. Yes. But uh, the city is, I think, stronger and better than it uh, than it's ever been. Absolutely. So you know what? You just open the door. Let's let's just go there because I, I know I got to let you go in a few minutes. I think you did that on purpose. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, you invite me back uh, if you can remember my name after January first. <laughs> oh, we know who you are. We will always know who Mayor George K. Hartwell is. So listen, uh, uh, Mayor, you. Uh, Back in 92, I believe, and you correct me if I have the year wrong, but you initially served also as Third Ward City Commissioner, just as uh, Paul Mayhew did. Um, when County. County, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But when, he was on the big board. I was on the little board. On the little board. <laughs> when you initially made the decision to run for commission at that time, what what was the reasoning behind oh, that? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so I'm, I'm a pastor, uh, and I was working in um, at an organization called Heartside Ministry, mm-hmm. uh, working with our homeless community. And I found myself going in front of the Grand Rapids City Commission week after week after week, uh, mm-hmm. asking, you know, d- demanding justice for the, 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 the homeless poor and, 
and a better treatment than they were getting. And, and I was frustrated because nothing seemed to be happening. And mm-hmm. the mayor and commission didn't seem to be listening. So I, I ran uh, uh, for commission here in the in the third ward, southeast side of Grand Rapids. Uh, and uh, and I was, uh, was elected. I served uh, two terms, eight years as a city commissioner from the third ward. Then I then I took four years off and came mm-hmm. back and ran for mayor. But my motivation uh, when I ran, and, and it remains a strong motivator for me today, was to uh, be a, a voice for voiceless people. Uh, and I think, you know, who is any more voiceless than our homeless uh, poor, many of whom are, are suffer from mental illness, uh, suffer from, uh, you know, depression and, and other things. So I I, I, I hope uh, that I have been in some small way able to be a voice for them. Okay, okay. I, I, I like that that answer. Um, did you have something you wanted to say, Brian? No, I'm just listening. Okay, because <laughs> I, I see that thinking look on, on your face. So the city right now is in, in a great place. There's been uh, many articles and things of that nature that have been written uh, in regards to uh, Grand Rapids, and um, you've obviously done a lot of things to assist in that area. However, there is still um, some issues that I would like to discuss with you while we're live on the air in regards to uh, Grand Rapids being ranked number five. Huffington Post, I believe, and then the Forbes um, article. What What is your, your take on that when you initially sure. saw that? So, you know, any mayor is, 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 uh, looks forward eagerly to the release of lists. And mm-hmm. when we end up on the, you know, in top spot for uh, most affordable housing or the top spot for best place to raise a family or the top spot for uh, best place to retire, uh, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of those things. Uh, and so when the Forbes report came out that said we were number 51 of the top 52 cities, largest 52 cities in the country for economic opportunity for African-American people, uh, it, it's disturbing to me. I, I mean, my, uh, I, I've, I've had a, a history both in office and before I was in office of advocating for uh, for racial justice in our mm-hmm. community and starting back when I was a youth member on the Grand Rapids Urban League board mm-hmm. and and I and and so to come this far and and to and to see a, uh, a ranking like that one was uh, quite honestly very very disturbing to mm-hmm. me and then. Recently, uh, Grand Rapids Community College, under the uh, leadership of, uh, uh, of former Third Ward City Commissioner Eric Williams uh, and uh, uh, Tambor Moore, released a, uh, a, a disparities study that mm-hmm. shows how far we have to go. Yes. Uh, now, I've got, the, I've got an advantage on you of many years, uh, mm-hmm. so I can look <laughs> back far enough to be able to say, yes, we've made progress. But uh, but oh my goodness, how slow it comes sometimes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know that better than I. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Go ahead, Mr. Blakely. Oh, I thought you wanted you messing me mm-hmm. up today. I'm reading you wrong today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, there's when I look at that at those and and then you know Johnson Center of Philanthropy, uh, they have folks that that did studies that just were 
we knew that those things were existing, but to actually see those numbers and the uh, disparities across the board in so many uh, different I mean, areas. Just name it: health, education, uh, wealth, uh, income, mm-hmm. uh, uh, data set after data set. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there is huge disparity in this community, mm-hmm. and it's disparity between the white community and the black community, the white mm-hmm. community and the Hispanic community. It, mm-hmm. It's across the board. Across the mm-hmm. board. Um, you know, there is that uh, a tale of two cities because mm-hmm. we have a prospering city, but then within the city we have a demographic um, that is, is suffering. Right, right. Remember how that story uh, starts? It was the best of times. It was mm-hmm. the worst of times. Mm-hmm. Uh and and for some in Grand Rapids, it certainly is the best of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but for others, many others, it's it's the worst of times. They haven't benefited from the mm-hmm. prosperity that the city has uh, has has created. And so that that to me is a is a, is a sign of failure. Is uh, in my job as the mayor, mm-hmm. it's a sign of a failure of our of our community to be able to bring everyone along with us as mm-hmm. as the uh, as the tide rises, as you, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. So as you get ready to close out uh, your term and uh, you're passing the baton to uh, uh, Commissioner and Mayor-elect Rosalind Bliss, um, what are some of the things maybe that you're in discussion about in regards to um, bringing some type of solutions uh, to to these issues. Well, that's a great question. So, uh, two weeks ago, she and I spent uh, two hours together just working through the disparity study and looking at at the issues that were raised in that disparity study. And then, and, uh, and then I led a discussion of the city commission in retreat last week. Another two hours where the commission focused strictly and 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 solely on the uh, the the issues raised in the di- disparity study. I don't know that, that we have good solutions. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, if, if we had good solutions, we would have implemented them uh, uh, years ago, I decades agree. ago. I um, but but I but I know that there's a commitment on the part of this Grand Rapids City Commission and on this new mayor to 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 wrestle with it, to to grab a hold of it and and uh, and and run. She intends early next year, I know, to uh, impanel a group from the community to begin working on concrete solutions, okay. not just. Not just platitudes, not just uh, nice ideas, but concrete solutions that will reduce this disparity. The other thing I would say is that a, a city can't do it alone. Um, uh, why do we have such huge economic disparities in this nation? Um, tax policy is to blame in part. That mm-hmm. sounds pretty kind of pedantic, but it, but it, but it's true. Uh, uh, when Ronald Reagan uh, implemented the tax policy that we more or less live under today, he created two societies: uh, mm-hmm. one that is that tends to, that is affluent and tends to be white, mm-hmm. one that is uh, is is poor and tends to be uh, black or brown. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you, we've got to have major change at the national level. Uh, we've got to have uh, new state leadership that's prepared to. Uh, you know, to, to, to help us uh, move into a, a much more equitable society here in the state of Michigan. And the city just has to do its role. We've got to do a better job than we've been doing. And I suppose you could say it's easy for me to say that now. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way yeah, out the yeah. door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, um, uh, I, you know, I, I, I do feel that this has been an area of 
where I've fallen short, mm-hmm. and I and I'm encouraging my successor to uh, uh, pick it up and do better than I've done. Okay, okay. Well, listen, I, I know I have to get ready to let let you go here, so uh, let's change lanes a little bit here. Um, as you get ready to close out your tenure as mayor, um, this is a reflective uh, question, and I'm quite sure there will be many stories that may pop in your head as I uh, get ready to ask this question. But as you close out your tenure as mayor for the city of Grand Rapids, um, you've made many um, accomplishments and you've been a blessing, I'm sure, to many, many people. Um, what is like maybe the one thing that you will walk away from that you believe just literally changed your life, changed Mayor Hartwell or mm. the man George Hartwell? Wow. Well, that's, you should have given me that question in advance. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. Uh, so. You know, I th- I think number one, I came into this office feeling that I could change the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, if 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 you don't believe that coming in, uh, uh, then shame on you. Uh, and and I thought I could change the world. I'm a little more seasoned now, uh, which means uh, you know, be <laughs> learned some things, bloody, and uh-huh. I've learned some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've learned some things about myself. Uh, you know, where my strengths are and where my weaknesses are. Uh, um, and, and of course your, all your successes and all your failures, uh, when you're in political office mm-hmm. play out in full view of everybody mm-hmm. in the community. Uh, Absolutely. you know, it's on, it's on television, it's in the print media, it's on radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows when, when you, when you fail miserably or when you succeed, uh, uh, it's, it's a very, very public that was always, has always been hard for me to get. Uh, comfortable with, I suppose. Mm-hmm. The other thing is um, that that uh, been difficult to get comfortable with is the anonymous um, criticism that 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 is possible today with blog sites and mm-hmm. and uh, you know and, and email where people can use pseudonyms and they don't have to look you in the eye and uh-huh. and, and and challenge you on something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have so much respect for a person who will come to a city commission meeting, uh introduce him or herself mm-hmm. and then and then uh you know lay into me uh, yeah. about something that I did mm-hmm. or said or mm-hmm. didn't do or didn't say. Mm-hmm. Um I have so much more respect for that person than the one who uses uh, the anonymity of mm-hmm. uh, social media yes. to call me a fool. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I, honestly, that, I, 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 and and the fact that uh, M Live uh, promotes that is is very very disturbing to me. I've mm-hmm. never gotten used to that. Mm-hmm. You know what? You you said something, and I, Brian, I know you can um, you know have many stories to 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 add to that also, but. People are very bold and courageous behind the screen of their <laughs> laptop or telephone or whatever the case may be. So I can appreciate that comment, you know, of, you know, being willing to speak to me yeah. in my face about whatever you disagree with or agree with. Right. That means a lot, doesn't it? It does. And I, and I, I feel we share the same, uh, <laughs> that same feeling. <laughs> you know, I, I would rather, even if I dis, if, even if you disagree with me on something, at least I know where you stand, and I respect you. There's integrity that. in it, isn't yeah. there? Uh, there, there is. I don't think there's any integrity in in hiding behind a a, a phony name on social media mm-hmm. and uh, 
and 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 you know and calling somebody you know all kinds of names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't even exactly. start. This is family radio. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> well, we keep it real. So yes, we we yeah. know we know. Well, thank you so much for having me, and uh, please please uh, uh, invite me back. Uh, of we need course. to finish. We do, we do. There's so much more that that we want to share and and say. And so as you get ready to uh, exit, you know, we uh, salute you and the efforts that you uh, have made and the things that you have established here in in the city. Uh, What are you going to do? Do you know what you're going to do? Or are you just going to lay low for a little bit? I'm going to kind of retire. I'm not really ready to retire yet. I have two contracts, uh, one with uh, Grand Valley State University to do some work for the university and one with a Great Lakes Mayor's group that I'm part of uh, okay. to do some environmental work. So uh, okay. I'm going to I'm going to keep busy. I'm okay. going to keep busy and keep my nose in things. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, awesome. Well, thank you again, thank Mayor. You. It, it was an honor to have you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in a few moments. This is a radio message to my baby.
name is Aliyah Mirande. I'm the CEO of Yummy Life Wellness. I'm a certified holistic health coach and life coach, and I specialize in helping you to transform your relationship with food and create a healthy eating plan that works for you and that you'll actually stick to so that you can lose weight and have that healthy body and mind that you've been dreaming of. When we work together, we address challenges such as emotional eating, relentless cravings, and we also come up with creative and effective ways to manage stress and our busy lives. You can find me online at www.yummylifewellness.com, at Twitter and Instagram at Holly Amarande, and on Facebook at Yummy Life Wellness. An amazing collection of beautiful handmade jewelry designed with you in mind that you are going to love. If you are looking for something unique and different, you need to check out what Montreal designer Susan Evans is creating. Designed for the woman who loves to feel special, beautiful, and likes to be noticed. Elevate your wardrobe to that level of elegance and sophistication you deserve. Go to Susan Evans' website, www.susan, S-U-Z-A-N, Evans.com, or call 1-450-752-0465.
Oh my goodness, what a great time. Uh what what an interesting first half of the show. Uh brother Mayhew and brother Brian, what what, what did you think? Did I do a good job? Oh, I think. You, I think did you I did handle you, that yeah. pressure? I, I <laughs> that time constraint. You, you handled it. <laughs> yes, you did. Awesome, awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, we have uh our fabulous co-host Brian Blakely and uh Paul Mayhew in the house with us on today. And so in this last half of of the show, there's some things that are uh, happening here in the city of Grand Rapids, and we kind of alluded to it in uh, our moment with uh, Mayor Hartwell. But there's some present things taking place here in the city, and I wanted to give you two gentlemen an opportunity or a platform to to, uh, talk about it and maybe even talk about some of the solutions or things that you want to see happen since this last incident has uh, taken place. Brian, you want to start off? Well, we the incident is um, we have a young lady who went inside of Fanny's Corner, which sits on the corner of a, I can't remember the address right off, but it sits on the corner of uh, Bates and Eastern. And uh, the incident took place over a slice of pizza, one single slice of pizza. She she went in. She got a single slice of pizza, <laughs> not a whole one, one piece. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she didn't like. Apparently, the, the storyline says she didn't like the pizza because it was hard or it was stale. She took some bites out of it, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. I don't know if she took too many bites or she only took one bite, but she took some bites out of it. So she brought the pizza back to the counter. And uh, confronted the manager and said, hey, it was stale or it was uh, hard. And she wanted her money back. Now, the manager and said, you took too many bites out of this pizza. I don't know how many bites were taken out of the pizza, but uh, (laughs) he didn't want to give the money back. So (laughs) an argument ensued. So they had an argument. And the argument went from him pushing the pizza towards her to her throwing it back to him, to him throwing it at her, and then her knocking stuff off the counter. And from that point, he came from around the counter with a, with a club or a pipe. Now, this is uh, her version. He came with a club or a pipe, and he literally whooped her head with the pipe. Wow. Totally unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. Now his version says it wasn't a club or a pipe. It was a heavy bracelet that was on his wrist that he whooped her head with it. The bottom line is whether it's a a club, a pipe or open hand, Mm -hmm. she was beat over the head for a slice of pizza. Mm -hmm. Now, if somebody comes in base place and I have a problem with them, and they don't want they they. And I have some pizza or some cookies, and they say uh, these cookies are bad. I want another one. If if I'm if I'm having problems with them, I'm the professional here. I'm running an establishment here. I say, you know what? Here, I go ahead and give them another slice of pizza or another cookie, and say, hey, uh, just leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't you, we don't need you to come back until we get this resolved, or mm-hmm. don't come back. Mm-hmm. But I don't care what happened. All of this stuff took place over a slice of pizza. A slice of pizza. Mr. Mayhew, 
What do you think about that? Well, I think that it was definitely not good customer service. You know, Absolutely. In, a, in America, what we talk about customer service is that the customer is right. Yes. So if the customer is right, you know, and maybe these uh, uh, Indian brothers did not adhere or did not learn that in, in America, the customer is always right. Mm-hmm. If we're trying to create a thriving business, we try to stay out of little small brush fires, mm-hmm. which this was a brush fire a brush initially. Fire. Mm-hmm. You know, had it been handled properly, it still would have been a brush fire. Mm-hmm. But it escalated to the point after the assault that now it's more than a brush fire. Mm-hmm. It's a whole forest fire. A forest fire. So now uh, the community has taken up the issue. The community has heightened awareness of the issues. Uh, uh, the community has uh, boycotted in front of the store. Mm-hmm. The community has taken this issue to the city commission. The community has taken this issue back to the county prosecutor. And now the forces of the community is aimed mm-hmm. at this particular incident and at this particular store. Uh, you know, I, I I know you have something you want to say, Brian, and, and I just want to add this, and then I want to hear you gentlemen uh, talk back uh, to our audience uh, on, on this. But this was an issue over pizza, yes, and one, what one, one slice, slice of mm. pizza. Uh, but overall, there have been other inc- incidences that have led up to where we are today. And I think in the black community, we are in a season right now where we are saying um, that we are tired of being treated the way that we have been being treated by different establishments and people. Right. Come on. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that is totally true. We want to back up a little yeah, bit. Come on. Um, two years ago, it's so it's just so ironic that mm-hmm. almost two years to the day, Mm-hmm. We had a um, we formed a group. Uh, Paul, myself, a few others, Michael Scruggs, uh, Bishop Durham, Paul Arthrich. We formed a group called CAPE, C C A P E, Concerned Citizens Against Predatory Engagements. And we formed this group in response to uh, unfair treatment that was taking place at Fanny's mm-hmm. Corner two years ago. It was also uh, the same treatment uh, they. People were receiving from uh, the BP gas station on Eastern and Franklin, mm-hmm. and so we formed this. We got affidavits. We uh, we uh, contacted the county prosecutor, city attorney. We served them uh, via U.S. mail mm-hmm. and asked for a response within five days. Of course, we didn't get a response mm-hmm. from them, and so we we uh, we protested. Mm-hmm. And through the protests, with uh, Channel 8 and Channel 13 being there, uh, and more and more community people coming out and participating, we were able to uh, uh, get them back here at Bates Place, sit down, sign an agreement as to how they would do business in our community, how they they would treat people, how they would uh, uh, follow the bodily uh, Mm -hmm. policies and laws, which they were not. Okay. And so this thing, uh, over the two years, it rolled right back, and they were doing the same thing, only a little worse. Uh, I mean, then we had it a little better. They would rip you off, treat you like a dog, but you didn't get beat over the head. Mm. Today, 
you get the same thing and beat over the head. Yeah. Wow. Come on, quite, Paul. That's quite a combination. Yes. And, and quite a digression, too. Yes, quite a, a major digression. digression. You know, but uh, uh, I think, you know, what had happened is, you know, some of the things that we put in place as bait place was not to because mm-hmm. basically, you know, as we put together a memorandum of understanding uh, with them, you know, everything that came that they sent out to the community was supposed to be X checked mm-hmm. through Bates Place. You know, Brian's card, Bates Place business card mm-hmm. was supposed to have been a means uh, for them to use as a situation where they were going to help people. Well, they just started helping, supposedly helping people. And, uh, you know, without using Brian's card, without coming and checking with Brian, because mm-hmm. this is the place where the genesis of the whole a concept of let's settle this thing uh, without going crazy came. You know, we right. initiated we initiated the settlement, the right. memorandum of understanding. Are, are you at liberty to to share with the listeners what was uh, what were some of the bullet points, if you will, of that memorandum? I don't have a copy of it right on me, but you mm-hmm. might. Okay. I don't. I don't yeah. have a copy. Okay. Here. Okay. But, one but of the basically, they were to fair and equitable treatment. Okay. Come on. Uh, the other was uh, basically, you know, uh, take the the bottle restriction thing was supposed to come, was supposed to be taken away mm-hmm. because them and that people had to spend their money in the store, mm-hmm. which was wrong. Uh, they took that away. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they were not supposed to post signs saying that there was a limit on the bottles that they would take uh, take in, because the law, state law, said that they they had to take up to twenty five dollars worth of bottles. Mm-hmm. You know, but they were saying, no, we ain't taking these bottles because of whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so we followed the law, followed mm-hmm. the state law, and it was uh, ultimately these uh, the. The uh, uh, attorney general sent us to the county prosecutor mm-hmm. where we began to craft things. So, you know, as we re- reflect on not these incidents but many others, okay, um, why 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 do you think we're at this place today where we're where we're now we're live on the radio and you know there's other things happening in the city, but why are we why are we talking about this now finally? Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think? Well, one one that I can I can see myself is uh, um, over that time mm-hmm. from the time we first uh, executed this this plan, we became uh, more docile. What do you mean when you say docile? Um, they started, you know, accepting certain treatment. Mm-hmm. They started have le- allowing them to do certain things, and it and they and they uh, more and more they allowed it. They got more comfortable with doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've had uh, reports of numerous of incidents where they straight out called them a, a n word right mm-hmm. in their face. Mm-hmm. What did you, you say? I like, say you can say it. You know, we keep it real. A nigga, mm-hmm. right that's in their face, mm-hmm. right in their face. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I feel like, well, man, we we became that. Um, Desensitized mm-hmm. to what's I, going well, on. I also think there was something else uh, going on here. Uh, see, the staffing of uh, the staffing. See, in order, we talking about a huge project, and Brian Brian has worked to try to do a lot for 
the community, mm-hmm. but you have to have staffing. Mm-hmm. So that particular concept that we created should have been assigned to one staff person. Mm-hmm. You can't expect a director that's doing housing for people, yes. trying to find money for people, trying 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 to be the end all, the cure all for everybody's ills. Because if you run in this type of social <laughs> service, everybody's yes. on you. Yes. Right. So yes. you need to have a single individual that would, okay, this is your program. Mm-hmm. And you monitor this program, and you just kind of report back to me as to what's happening. Yes, that is what happened. It yes. wasn't a matter of, yes. of of of, and I don't want to disagree with you, right, right. but I I want to agree with you that we had a good program, and that you couldn't be the end all the cure all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You needed mm-hmm. a staff person mm-hmm. to exactly. monitor that exactly. individual program because exactly. mm-hmm. that's huge. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's absolutely huge. And and and. and Paul is absolutely right. Absolutely right. But when I said uh, the docile part, I mean, like, when these things happen, it would, they weren't reported right away. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't reported. Nobody said nothing about them. Uh, you know, they, 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 did, they would say things, but it, we needed to have the urgency like we have now. Yeah. I mean, now it's like we're tired of it. Okay, and so I'm glad you said that because I, I want us to address that issue. Uh, there's a saying, Brian, that you share sometimes, but it's in regards to people being uh, reactional, mm-hmm. right? And so we we cannot just um, be reactional, but we have to have a proactive. proactive and have a strategy or a plan of action um, in place, if we really want to see some long-term type of change taking place, is that is that am I right, Paul? I, I think we're on to that right now because we were able to recreate the documents that we had from the past and send those out to the city to let them know that we've been trying to work with uh, Fannie's okay. Corner for the last couple of years. So, so the city can see the paper trail that we that we work with, and that's mm-hmm. what I was asked to send out. Mm-hmm. And so I sent that to the to the to the city clerk, okay. and it was read into the uh, city minutes last night uh, at the city commission meeting, and that's what triggered the uh, uh, mayor and the uh, city manager to say, city attorney, go down there and work with them. Mm-hmm. So we had a clear paper trail of us trying to work with mm-hmm. these people mm-hmm. to, to 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 deal with these type of issues. Mm-hmm. So so we've been able to create continuity in trying to work with them. So now this particular incident was like, oh, no, we just can't. It's just unacceptable mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. beating our women and, and, and tricking our children. And uh, so so we, we, we're trying to resolve this issue, but we can't let the other issues go. So we've That's got right. to, staffing has to come in order to be able to monitor what's mm-hmm. happening. So hopefully whoever funds this particular agency will see the see the advantage of having somebody to increase their staffing level mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. so that oh, we can good. be able to monitor what's mm-hmm. going on because what we have here is something good that we need in our community. Mm-hmm. We have a watchdog agency yes. that could oh, that's good. help us deal with the whole community mm-hmm. on dealing with watchdogs. They get issues, but we need staffing, staffing, staffing. level. Staffing right. level. Mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead, Brian. That's right. He he hit it on the head. He hit it on the head. Did you want to highlight some of those things? Well, um, you we don't have to do all of them if you don't want to. Right. We had a uh, an agreement signed here, and on this agreement, 
We said customers will receive monetary value for returnable bottles and cans. The policy of an in-store credit for returns has been abandoned, meaning that in the past, if you cash your bottles in there, you had to spend your money there, mm-hmm. which was against the against law. the law. You know, you could spend your money anywhere you wherever want. you want to. That's so right. That was pro- that was one of the uh, bullet points on the agreement. The sec another one was store managers can refuse dirty bottles, cans pertaining to liquids and solids in the bottles. So you know, out of fairness, we're saying, listen, if you bring your bottles to the store. Can refuse them if they're if they're dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, got uh, got soda in them or, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, an, another point was bottles and cans will be accepted from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Sunday only. Okay. So, so when I say Monday through Sunday, I don't think there's any other days. <laughs> Another day, they don't have to take your bottles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Monday through Sunday, yeah. they will take them. Yeah. It says store managers and employees will provide quality service. Customers will conduct quality. themselves courteously mm-hmm. while shopping at both principal establishments. And we were talking about Fanny's Corner at the time and BP Gas Station. Mm-hmm. And the last bullet point we had was customers will receive quality service without retaliation. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that something? We, we, knew, service. we knew that, you know, the people that work with us to help demonstrate in front of the store, mm-hmm. they was going to retaliate against them. And we yeah. built that into it, you know, so that we so you all, you guys already retaliation. Yeah. Now, now you want to hear something that's really it's it's really strange to me. This agreement was signed November fifteenth, two thousand thirteen, almost to the date. Wow, what's wow. today? The eighteenth. This thing again. Yeah. Wow. Ain't that, ain't that fascinating? That is the fifteenth, and here we are revisiting this thing again, almost two years to the date. Two hey, years yeah. to the date. Yeah. So talk about, okay, so that brings up a, a great question, and I think, Paul, you uh, alluded to it earlier, but talk about the importance of not just um, getting something established, but the, the follow-through the follow through on right. it. That's exactly. That's what has to happen, and that's what I saw as an outsider, mm-hmm. you know, as a person that I don't work here. Mm-hmm. I'm retired, but I saw the staffing mm-hmm. deficit that mm-hmm. – Brian had in mm-hmm. terms of monitoring this. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't. He only had with three or four staff people mm-hmm. at that time. So it's it, you, you know, for something that this that's this big, you have to have dedicated staff. But you know what, Paul? I agree with what you what you said. But I think it's even bigger than than that. And mm-hmm. you all correct me if I'm wrong. But you, you all know I'm just gonna say what mm-hmm. I what I feel. But I think the community has a responsibility also mm-hmm. to hold these people accountable, accountable. Yeah. in regards to how they're being treated, in regards to how um, uh, these folks are, are doing business uh, with us. We have to stop letting people just get away with any and everything. I understand what you're saying, but then you got to figure out who's going to take the mantle for the community. Okay. See, because we can say Say, okay, the community, you got a responsibility. Mm-hmm. But just like we just did, 
Somebody has to take the responsibility to organize the community into a unit where they understand that we have to be organized mm-hmm. in order to handle this. Mm-hmm. See, because right. if we hadn't taken the mantle, mm-hmm. then the other day we'd have had an argumentative mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. session. Mm-hmm. People would have went out willy-nilly, mm-hmm. some doing this, some doing That's that right. without That's a goal. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. what we had to do is we had to create goals and let them know that, you know, you're going out there being a foot soldier ain't no joke. You gotta mm-hmm. have, you gotta have, you gotta schedule okay. that. So, I, I, I totally that was, agree, that was, but that's why I asked yeah. that question because I want you to clarify yeah. because we we still have people that want to you know do their own yeah. thing and and mm-hmm. that isn't going to be successful. Because you just can't jump in and out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, See, and that's what happens. People, yeah. go ahead, Brian. We can't be fragmented. Yeah, come Basically, on, talk about it. We have to uh, channel all of our get in, get all our information together, get all our ducks in a row, and channel energy towards together mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. this, this right. problem. So we've been able to put together a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had what I thought was powerful. We had the ground troops mm-hmm. that marched in front of the store. We had a troop that went to the city commission meeting yes. last night. Mm-hmm. We had another. We went to the uh, county prosecutors. Mm-hmm. So here is a a a a amoeba, if that's you right. will. That's right. That's moving. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's why I that's the way I'm mm-hmm. looking at it. Mm-hmm. This big yeah. amoeba yeah. is now yeah. moving and sucking in all the support we can get to deal with that issue. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. Come on, Brian. Yeah, I'm just I'm just sitting here thinking about it and taking it in with Paul just said and and that that is community organizing yes, it at is. its finest. That's it is. Because uh, and it and I feel extremely blessed to be a part of it because we ain't we haven't seen this in a while. Yes. yes. To mm-hmm. come together and uh, and and voice our joys and our concerns, mm-hmm. but basically our concerns at this point, and do something about it, and and not only not only voice our uh, our concerns, but organize on paper. What do we need to do? What is the issue here? What do we need to do, and how do we need to do it? Yeah. And what is the expected outcome? The expected outcome. I, and I think you know it, it, to do this in the fashion that we're doing it. You know, we had a we brought in a fresh group of people. Yes. Off the street. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we had how about to, that? We had to make sure mm-hmm. that they understood that we have to have an agenda. And we kept saying we got to introduce an agenda. And finally they got it. Mm-hmm. So if we put an agenda together, and I was proud of that lady that was sitting back here in the back. Yes. That that yes. kept repeating, this is what mm-hmm. the agenda is. Mm-hmm. So so then people finally begin to say, that, oh, we need an agenda. Yes. Yes, because you can't just go off of emotions. We, we what do we want to do with this? Right. Mm-hmm. So so to, to, to create that level at what period of time mm-hmm. and have the participation we're having, more powerful than powerful. the locomotive. That yeah. was powerful. That yeah. was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, um, moving forward. Yes. You know, um, we have some new developments in this in this movement, but we also have a meeting coming up. Uh, another meeting on this this Monday. Okay. At uh, two o'clock at two here o'clock. at Bates Place. So um, we have to address things accordingly uh, to the new developments and uh, continue to. Um, to get the feedback from the group mm-hmm. and we'll continue to organize whatever we decide we want to do from this point, we still have to have be we still have to have some organizational That's right. Uh, right. foundation That's right. in place. 
and we need to we're going to go forward and attack the situation. We're going we're going to get the results that we're looking for. Absolutely. Right. And 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 I, I want to hold that thought for just a second. I want to just stress the the fact that this is not about uh, Brian Blakely or Paul Mayhew or Coach mm-hmm. TMB. This is about us coming together as a community. Mm-hmm. Come on. That is huge because that's something that uh, when we were at the uh, when I when I ran for uh, was running for uh, um, Com- uh, third ward commissioner, mm-hmm. that town hall. Yes. You know, I've had people stand up. I, well, I had a, one or two people stand up and say, "Well, well, if you're elected, what are you going to do?" Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say, "Well, I'm elected. I'll be a face at the table. Mm-hmm. I'm just one uh, piece, one piece of this puzzle." But there are many pieces. Yes. I'm no more important than than uh, mm-hmm. anybody else. I just have a certain role. We all yes. have our roles. Yes. In Could I piggyback on that yeah. and go back to what Mayor Hartwell talked about? Come on. See, because what we all know that's been in this body of politics, that you have to have people in the, at the look like us, that's yes. black right. like us. Mm-hmm. Right. If we don't have a, and then you can have a person that's black that don't know how to say something. Yes. That's right. But you got to be black <laughs> and know how to say something. Yes. Because if yes. you're black and, and don't know how to say nothing, and, then and, you, it's a loss. And be, con- and be connected. Yeah. And, and you got to be connected. Right. Some people yes. are very disconnected. Yes. Yeah. They're black. They know how to talk, but they're very disconnected, and you you cannot deliver my message if you're not connected. Because see, right. I grew up in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So when I became county commissioner, I didn't have to come out a whole lot. I did came out because mm-hmm. I grew up in this neighborhood. I mm-hmm. knew what the mental health needs were. Mm-hmm. I knew what the police needs were because the police needs had dated all the way back to when I was a kid. Wow, mm-hmm. that is the, the excessive force of police mm-hmm. brutality. When I was a little kid, mm-hmm. and I was, woo, I was in my fifties when I got elected. But mm-hmm. when I was a little kid, we got the bad treatment from the police department. Mm-hmm. So I said, when I grow up, we gonna deal with this. Mm-hmm. I was just blessed to become a commissioner. I had never thought about becoming a county commissioner or having any political power, but I knew one thing: that when I grew up. I was going to address this police problem. And the thing that tipped the uh, uh, barrel for me is when I, my mother owed a bill to a contractor, mm-hmm. went downtown, the judge laughed at her because, because we had uh, you had all the copies of the bill. When I come out of that court that day, I said, I am going to make a difference. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to make a difference. Yes. And that propelled me as opposed to becoming crazy and going to get locked up. It made me go crazy in organizing. I mm. mean, I was organizing, and I finally mm. met Acorn, and that was a perfect marriage because they taught me everything I needed to know about organizing. Mm. That's that's amazing. That's so. amazing. So listen, as we get ready to uh, bring this to a close, I mean, we're not done. We we have to continue this conversation. So family, we're going to bring Paul and Brian back, and maybe a, a panel of of other people. Um, to to continue on with this conversation, but the two of you just just touched an area, and I, and I feel like uh, there are some people that need to hear your voice on this. You knew 
that through that situation, you knew that you had to make a difference. Brian, you, you've known through different situations that you needed to do something that could, could make a difference. We have many black men here in this community and across the country that are going to listen to this show, uh, to the podcast, or they're listening right now live. Uh, I want you two gentlemen to speak some words of um, encouragement to those men because they feel hopeless and they feel like their voice will not ever make a difference. Mm-hmm. I basically just want to, um, you know, as a founding member of the Rainbow Coalition. How about I am that? A founding member of the Rainbow Coalition. Mm. I was in New York in 1980 before Rainbow became Rainbow. Mm. I was a delegate to the Democratic National Convention. So I know that we can organize for power. The type of stuff that Reverend Jackson has done is historic and is powerful. Mm. We organize precinct delegates. We can organize congressional districts throughout this whole country. Mm-hmm. We organized Michigan in the congressional districts. And in 1988, Jesse Jackson won because we had organized precinct delegates in the congressional districts in 1986. Mm-hmm. So there is a plan, you know, mm-hmm. that we can organize for power. Mm-hmm. And and we can do that. Mm-hmm. We got to be concerned about, you know, uh, jury selection process. That's, mm-hmm. that's a project that I'm working on right now is we're trying to uh, create a situation where the election process takes a place and they pick the juries based on the zip code areas mm-hmm. in our neighborhood mm-hmm. so that black people can be representative in the jury selection process. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. got to do that. Mm-hmm. And so. Just to think that you don't have a place in this society is not true. We all can affect. Each one reach one. Each one teach one. And then the collectively get together in the precincts and become Mm -hmm. precinct delegates together. Mm -hmm. You know, we can do this thing. Mm -hmm. But we have to be able to to respect each other in conversation. Because I I can't do nothing without respecting Brian and his wife in their position. Ain't no way in the world I can come in and be disrespectful. You got to be able to respect people where they are. I can go up here on the corner and they'll accept me as a part of the people up on the Mm -hmm. corner because I respect them. Mm, That's right. That's good. That's That's etiquette. That's That's an etiquette lesson right there. That's right. That's right. Come on, baby. Well, you know, um, one, I would encourage um, anyone, men or women, to get out and get involved. Your voice is extremely important. Mm-hmm. I would advise you to, uh, if you don't know where to start, you know, you, you, you're going to have to uh, get out and uh, maybe uh, lock, uh, lock lock arms with a with a, an older person. Uh, you know, Paul is, Paul is my <laughs> Here old dude. Here we go. <laughs> I keep on calling him my, my old dude. That I wanna, <laughs> but he, this dude has a wealth of knowledge. He's been through the cycle of life. A few more times than I have. So he knows, you know, when and that's to ride a and to watch him in front of me. Okay, I know. Okay, yes. I better, I better buckle down right here. I better, I can stand up right here. I got to sway to the left or sway to the right over here. It's those little things that it's extremely important to learn. And it's important to learn this system. Learn how the system works. Yes. In that region, use that system to to uh, uh, promote change because mm-hmm. we can always um, run our mouth mm-hmm. and show a lot of emotion, 
but mm-hmm. nothing changes, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. We gotta use a system that's in place to provoke change. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. And then I just want to close. If you don't okay, mind. I want people to know that there's an outside and an inside to the body of politics. Mm. And if we think that your outside regular vote is the end all the cure all, you're wrong. There's the inside to that body of politics. Seek the inside. Seek That's the where inside. change is made. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't sit around and blame, blame President Obama for what he hadn't hadn't done if you're not inside the politic, the body of politic. When the when the stuff come down from Washington, then you're supposed to be inside the body of politics so you can make sure that if money come down, some going to your neighborhood. Mm, that's right. That's good. Real quick, Paul reminded me of something else that I really, they really need to be said as well. A lot of people will go out and vote when the presidential race mm-hmm. is, Come on. Is, is on the table. But you need to vote even mm. with the local races that are on the yeah. table. All politics yeah. start in your community, grassroots level. If you want to provoke change in your community, you need to get out and vote, even for the smaller Woo. elections. Mm-hmm. Thank Extremely you, Brian. important. Thank That's you, right. Brian. That's right. That's right. Whoa. That's well, more powerful than a local movement. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah. And listen, I think they just got fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just got fired up. So that means, you know, Coach TMB definitely has to bring them back for a part two um, because they are really full of so much information. And one thing that um, we need is more of, too, is is educating ourselves on right. how things work. Mm-hmm. So listen, uh, Paul and, and Brian, I want to thank you all for, for being on, on the show today. Uh, Paul, how can people get in contact with you? Well, they can contact me at Paul Mayhew at ATT dot net. And that's my uh, email address. And then 616-635-2258. Okay. Brian? Well, you can contact me at Brian R. Blakely. That's B-R-Y-A-N-R for my middle initial. And B-L-A-K-E-L-Y at gmail.com. That's my personal email address. You can contact me through uh, Bates Place Ministries, where my office is. The number there is area code 616-241-2283. That's 241-BATES. And my uh, my cell number is area code 616-516-8176. Oh, I forgot to spell my last name. Go ahead, Mr. Mayhew. It's Paul, and then Mayhew, M-A-Y-H-U-E. Okay, so do that. E- do your email address okay. one more time now, so then. Paul, P-A-U-L, mm-hmm. Mayhew, M-A-Y-H-U-E, at A-T-T dot net. All right, they got it now. Yeah. Somebody needed that. That's why you, you got that in your spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that he said? So listen, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an absolutely surreal time for Coach today on this episode. Mayor Hartwell, uh, Paul Mayhew, Brian Blakely, a phenomenal group of, of men who are doing their part, whatever that looks like, to be the change that this city uh, needs to see. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. You all know where to find Coach TMB. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Coach TMB. Go over 
Facebook page for In Life Now. I love you guys. It's been real. And remember, TNB always says to live your best life in life now. Until next time, peace.